it's great to have you on our podcast, Her Story. I'm really excited to be speaking with you today um, about your career progression and journey. My name is Brie Osborne. Uh, I am the Head of Change and Culture for Insights and Data Business Unit for the Asia Pacific region. Um, and I'm really excited uh, to be joined by you today. So we might just start off with a quick introduction to get to know you. Sure. Thanks, Brie. Um, like you said, I'm Erica. I'm a solution architect with Insights and Data uh, Global Business Line at Capgemini, and I generally focus in Google Cloud solution architecture. What was your first job? My very first job goes back quite a way when I was about 13 years old, and I started working at a local cafe down the road from my parents' place. After I finished uni, I spent a while looking for jobs. Um, I applied for Capgemini and I came up for an assessment center to join their graduate program. Um, they accepted me. So yeah, joined Capgemini and I've been here for five and a half years now. Fantastic. How about growing up as a child um, in school? What did you enjoy learning? Yeah, I, I quite enjoyed school. I enjoyed the subjects at least. Um, I come from a very academic focused family. My dad taught at university. Um, so we were always doing lots of maths problems around the table, uh, which gave me a bit of a leg up at school where I could, um, especially in maths and science, I could, I could solve the problems before, um, before they even taught us how to. Wow, that's impressive. And was there a bit of a passion there for those subjects? I suppose you could call it a passion, yeah. I just really enjoyed the problem solving. So um, you, you mentioned after university you came uh, to the Capgemini Assessment Centre and came on to the mainland of Australia and, and started your career. Um, what role did you come into in Capgemini? Did you start in Insights and Data? No, I didn't start in Insights and Data. I started in Cloud, although my opinion is that when you're a grad, it's not a huge importance where exactly you start in the business. Um, it's always just going to be an interesting mix of different projects mm -hmm. and you're always going to be learning lots. Um, so when I first started, I was really just learning a lot about how businesses worked. Um, I was mostly in business analysis roles. Um, so yeah, a lot of documentation, a lot of learning. Brilliant. And uh, where did Google Cloud come into the picture? Google Cloud came into the picture a few years after I joined. Um, I had just gotten back from a project in Adelaide and started on one in Melbourne. I was working on a project where we were implementing Google Cloud, uh, one of the first big Google Cloud implementations in Australia. I was there as a business an analyst again, generally just putting together documentation, talking to the business, gathering requirements, that kind of stuff. But as part of it, I was also reading a lot about Google Cloud and I just found the whole thing really interesting and thought it was something that I wanted to become more involved with. So I spoke to the architect in charge of the project um, and I asked him if there was anything that I could do to help him with his work, just to uh, kind of branch out of that, because I always had a bit of a technical background as well. He gave me a few pieces to work on. There was a lot of putting together diagrams and documentation again, but it really taught me a lot about the Google Cloud basics, getting that hands-on experience in a very practical setting. Sounds like a fantastic experience and it was so great that you took the initiative to go to an architect and ask for that opportunity as well. Yeah, it really worked out for me actually. Brilliant. And was that where you started to transition a little bit more into a sort of data engineer role or was that a little ways off still? 
that was the beginning of it. Yeah, that was my first project as a data engineer. From there, it was a bit on again, off again with business analysis and data engineering. And then eventually pretty full on with the data engineering and now into solution architecture. How exciting and, and what an awesome progression as well. What did you love about this journey overall? I think my favorite part about this has been the opportunities I've been given facing new challenges and of course all the amazing people I've met along the way. Some of my best friends are people that I've met at work at Capgemini. Brilliant. This, these uh, data engineering and solution architecture, tell me what you really love about them or what you really enjoy about them. Well, I've always been a bit of a nerd, so I do love just writing code sometimes. It's good to block out everything else and just focus on solving a problem like that. Um, but I also really like the kind of big picture, imagining putting together this big solution design, which is why I'm starting to move more into solution architecture. So I can imagine all the different pieces and how they fit together and how they work within a business as well. Because I do have all that experience with talking to, talking to the business and gathering requirements and making systems that actually work for the people who use them. How did you start to make that transition into um, solution architecture? I've always been picking up bits and pieces where I can, um, but the big step recently was with one client where I was on board as, as a data engineer, and I think strictly I still am on there as a data engineer, but we needed someone to do the detailed designs. So I picked that up. And then the architect who owned the piece had moved on to a different company, um, and I offered to take over the high-level architecture as well. And since then I've been making some changes to it to, um, to best suit the solution. And yeah, that, that feels like the first time I've been officially in a role as, uh, as a solution architect. Although I've always been picking up little bits and pieces where I can. Fantastic. So switching gears a little bit now, Erica, we've spoken about your career and your progression, the, the many roles that you have moved through, but um, let's talk a little bit about leadership. What do you think makes a great leader? I think an example of a good leader was the architect on the project that I spoke about before, who helped me get into the Google Cloud area. I think a good leader is someone who recognizes um, the strengths and talents of the people they're working with and supports them in growing those and working in the areas that they aspire to and enjoy. Because I think when people work in areas that they enjoy, on problems that they enjoy solving, then that's when you get the most out of people. Absolutely agree. And I, I picked up a key word there, support. Um, are there other people, uh, might be in Insights and Data, might be in Broader Cap Gemini, who have supported you throughout your career? Oh, in, in lots of different ways, yes, lots of people have supported me. Um, there's obviously a few managers who come to mind who have always been my advocates and have pushed me into roles that I wanted to challenge. Um, there's all the friends that I have, my colleagues who are just there to talk about all the different problems, to help solve problems and to just sometimes complain a bit when things aren't quite going your way. Um, and there's also all the communities that Capgemini has. One in particular that comes to mind is Outfront, which is our LGBT resource group. Um, and they are just some of the most amazing, supportive people. Um, Could not agree more. So Erica, what was the real wow moment when you realized that you'd taken a big step in your life, career, um, all of that? There was a big life moment for me a few years ago. 
um, which Capgemini, especially out front, supported me through. And that was coming out as transgender. Um, yeah, that was a really scary time in both my life and my career. I wasn't sure how it was going to affect my relationship with the company, my relationship with clients and my colleagues. Um, but yeah, out front especially, and the friends that I have at Capgemini were incredibly supportive. Um, and honestly, it's been a huge boost for my personal life and my career. I feel so much more comfortable with myself uh, now that I can focus on work, I can um, interact more comfortably with other people. It just makes everything a lot easier. Absolutely. And I think there's, there's so much to be said about uh, all of us being able to bring our authentic selves to work and feel comfortable um, at work and in our lives as well. So I'm really glad to hear that you had that support from your peers and friends and, and out front, such an amazing community. How has Capgemini helped you develop to where you are today? Um, I think Capgemini has helped me, again, just by having amazing people who act as your advocate and who support you through your day-to-day -day work. Uh, but also they've got a lot of great processes in place. Um, especially around learnings and certifications. Um, we have systems where I can just go in and get a course on almost anything. Um, so it's been very easy to pick up new skills, which in the area that we work in tech, I think is very important to be always on top of your learning. Um, why do you think someone should uh, pursue a career in the data and AI field? Well, I wouldn't want to force anyone into doing a career that isn't right for them. Um, it's not for everyone, but for people who like problem solving, for people who like kind of technical challenges, um, then the technical side of, of our space is really good for that. Um, and there's the business side too. I know a lot of people who are less technical who do really well in our company because they've got the skills to go and talk to people and the clients um, and understand what they need to improve. So it's a very broad field, not just data. Amongst the, the learning, client work, um, being part of these amazing communities at Capgemini, there's also the matter of work-life balance. How does that work? How do you make it work? Work-life balance has been really interesting that I think Capgemini does really well is the trust that managers have with the people they work with um, and the trust that we have with our clients as well. It's just so easy for me if I have a medical appointment, if I have to step out for a while to just do that. Half the time I don't even need to tell anyone because I get my work done and my managers trust that I get my work done. So if I need to step out for an hour or two, it's just not a problem. So Erica, um, you have such an amazing skill set, and I, I and I think there's been a huge evolution and, and building up of your skills throughout your career at Capgemini. What was the transition like um, from your degree to the type of work that you do now? What kind of trainings or learnings can you recommend to people? Because that's a really common question um, that I get from people as well. So I'd love to know from you. I actually started uh, at uni doing mechatronics engineering, which is kind of part electronic, part mechanical. Um, I had a little bit of experience with coding, 
because um, you code the robots, but it's all very different to what we do in data. When I first started working with Capgemini, my key focus was learning how businesses work, learning how to interact with clients, how to, um, yeah, the less technical stuff. I had the technical stuff already. I knew I was confident with that, but I knew if I wanted to build a career in this space, I would need to have a broader skill set. So that was my first key focus. Um, and then as I went, I just kind of pulled in more and more technical pieces. And like I mentioned earlier, <clears throat> Capgemini has a lot of really great learning resources. Um, and the internet is also just full of great learning resources for technical stuff. And not surprisingly, the nerds who build the internet like putting all their stuff on the internet. Um, so there's just heaps of great resources, free, free learning courses, um, free tutorials, all sorts of stuff. I think the best way to uh, to skill, your, to skill up in this area is just the hands-on experience. So if that means being on a client and picking up opportunities where you can, that's uh, probably the best way. If you're not getting the opportunities you want, then what I do when I'm on a project, which I find less interesting, is I build up all these personal projects on the side. Um, I've spent quite a bit of time on the bench, which is uh, when you're not on a project. and. When I had those opportunities, I went and just asked around and started working with some of the smaller technical teams at Capgemini, saying like, can I build you some prototypes? Can I, um, can I help you on any of your projects? Just taking all the opportunities you can to get that hands-on experience. I've got a really interesting quote for you, Erica, and I want to see if it resonates um, with you. So it's a quote by Rosaline Brewer. She is the COO and group president of Starbucks. Um, and so Rosaline says, you can and should set your own limits and clearly articulate them. This takes courage, but it is also liberating um, and empowering and often earns you new respect. What do you think about that? Do you agree with that? Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. Um, yeah, I think respect is part of it and just building trust, especially if we're talking about our relationship with clients, being very clear about what we can and can't deliver, as well as our personal limits, what we are and are not comfortable with. Even if it's not always the best news, even if it's not always what they want to hear, it builds that trust because they know you're going to be honest with them. And that builds a relationship for the future where we can work better going forwards. Absolutely. I really love that insight. Are there any final parting words that you'd like to uh, share with people listening uh, to the Her Story podcast? Um, if I have any final words, it's just to find colleagues who will support you and advocate for you and to do the same for them so you can work together to build each other up. Brilliant. I think that's fantastic advice. I just wanted to say a huge thank you, Erica, for joining us today on the Her Story podcast. And thank you, everyone, to listening as well. Mm -hmm.